0: the host of the rebrand podcast the ceo of the harky group scott Harkey.
1: All right. Yesterday, Brian and I talked about rebranding Attain. To be honest, we were all over the place. We talked about really this new, fast-growing channel of retail media and the data around it. Today, we're going to talk about what $5 billion in consumer transactions has taught Attain. All right. Here's my conversation with Brian Mendelbaum, the CEO at Attain. What has $5 billion taught you guys at Attain on, on consumer data? What, what are some of the insights? Give us the cliff note version.
2: Well, n- well not $5 billion, $5 billion transactions. transactions. We, Thank we you we for clarifying. Yeah. We see about... A half a billion dollars in spend yeah a day what has it taught me about consumer behavior well one is consumer behavior at this size is a tremendous opportunity for the use of AI to be able to predict what consumers are going to purchase next, because consumers are more or less habitual. It's very interesting. You you start to see patterns of behavior, and you can cohort that by the demographics of the consumer, the regionality of the consumer, the brand behavior of the consumer. All those things can be harnessed to be really powerful to drive. One thing is insights. Like it's super easy now. Our data is real time, which is just a tremendous advantage when it comes to being able to really suss out how consumers are responding to a particular message in the marketplace. Are they purchasing? Are they changing the way they behave? Can you modify a consumer's perspective on a particular brand or purchase Behavior, these are all the things that we take in on a regular basis. And we also see like the good and the 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 good healthy habits consumers do. And we see some of the sort of unhealthy habits consumers do on a regular basis. It's just super fascinating because it's a anthropology experiment happening in a data lake.
1: Oh man, I could nerd out on some of the transaction data you have. A couple of just you know things I heard, you know, that consumers are habitual. And one interesting you know that I think you said is they're regional in terms of how they maybe interact with brands. I thought that. That was sort of interesting and ai will ultimately predict what people want do you think there's a lot of opportunity around predicting and perfecting products for for consumers as a brand as well because i i feel like sometimes you know the, the new role of a cmo today is not only on the on the marketing side and on the loyalty side but certainly even now even on the product side of building the right products for customers i don't know what else are you seeing i'll just let you keep ripping on insights and i agree with you. you're such an agency guy it's like yeah forget all this data like give me the insights i need to know I can do the right shit. I can nail it. What else are you seeing or, or maybe anything you maybe want to add on to what I well, said. The
2: things that are interesting to us that we see is from a to your point an insights perspective is what are the the consumers buying and what are they potentially switching to and trying to dissect why they switch from one to another? And is it price, and is price based on, is it based on their income levels? Because we see it all as a company mm-hmm. and the consumer is super aware of the relationship we have with them. And if consumers' incomes fluctuate, do they do they switch, do they change? If they move from one part of the country to the other, do their tastes change? All that data is coming in on a regular basis. From a CMO perspective, there is no shortage of signals that they could take in and make better Decisions, And to your point, it's product, price point, mm-hmm. sizing of product. Like all that data is now super valuable. And by the way, they've had that data for decades, but it's now really linked to the consumer persona. It's not a volume gain anymore. You can get really intimate, not necessarily transparent connection to a consumer, but you can get intimate to the cohorts of consumers and what are really making them make the ultimate decision, which is
1: a sale. I think that's a great point to continue to on a little bit is that people have to make a switch, right? And we're all on autopilot with the brands that we like and trust and buy. And, you know, you're seeing maybe different life events, whether it's a decrease in income, a move, a baby. When as marketers, we know this, right? Like there's life events that, you know, is our opportunity to exist. And we want to exist in those life events when they're about to make a choice you're seeing a a lot of transaction data and you're sounds like packaging that. So, so brands can, you know, have better visibility on, on what those trends are and get ahead of it. And, and again, exist at those, what I would call kind of life moments that exist for a potential switch. And obviously we're familiar with the bigger purchases of a home and house and what insurance and shit like that, but like other smaller, like whatever, I'm, I'm done with Bud Light or I'm, I'm done with, you know, Red Bull or, you know, I'm not going to be eating out McDonald's anymore, whatever it is. Are we missing out now with finding these and putting AI in place to use companies like the Trade TradeVest, who I love, to, you know, exist online more prevalently as those events happen, knowing what we know with the retail data? Like, what's the play? Like, what's the strategy for people who aren't Fortune 5000 companies, MediaVest and the big boys in the market?
2: I think it's about finding partners that have access to unique And relevant and objective data and using that data to inform whether that's putting that in the trade desk and building models, testing and learning off of that to find new markets. Again, it goes down to three main categories that I believe marketers only care about. It's can I sell more to the same person or Mm -hmm. household? can i steal share from mm. one of my competitors and mm. grow my market so for a red bull example it's can i make energy drinks you know can i bring more people into the energy energy drink category yeah and if those two three things happen perfection like everything else of inputs to driving one of those three outcomes all marketers are being or preparing themselves for is making sure that they just get access the signals that tell them one of those three things have happened. Wow, and that's it.
1: I love it. What else can we know about attain? How can people like you know? What's a good client for you guys? What like how do you partner with brands or agencies? Love to know a little bit more about that because I think you've kind of piqued a lot of people's interest. We
2: partner with agencies and brands direct and ad tech partners like the Trade Desk and OpenX and a host of others to basically empower the signals that they need to be able to measure in real time the sales outcomes to so take every impression regardless of the channel whether it's CTV or social or open web be able to take that exposure and be able to in real time marry it to did a sale happen and what type of consumer did it happen to and how much was it for and basically create a retail media platform for every single marketer whether you're a QSR CSR a entertainment company like a streaming app financial company an automotive company the list goes on and on and obviously the the CPG marketers who are selling you know fast moving goods on an everyday basis all that data is sitting in our platform and and is across Mm. 5 million consumers who are sharing that data with us on an everyday basis Mm. updated every 15 minutes can be able to real time understand did the ad drive the outcome they wanted and then obviously they, they can bring it back to what are the inputs that drove that outcome we're not necessarily The the judge or the jury in that fashion. We are just the ground truth to the marketer of did sales happen. Obviously, we can provide incrementality, which I think is ultimately the goal. Right. It's not just about attribution or what we hear return on ad spend, which is important because that drives the actual capital investment into media, but it's about can we drive incrementality based on that return on, on ad spend?
1: So you're working on both sides of the of the spectrum. I think what I'm hearing is if you're raising Keynes, former client of mine, and you, you you could help them build their their retail media network. And then you're also tagging it and tracking and informing brands and agencies on both sides of the spectrum a little bit. Is that correct?
2: Well well the data comes from Customers, our consumers. It doesn't come from raising canes. It doesn't come from, it doesn't, okay. it comes from the, the consumers are the ones sharing it with us where they're spending, how much they're spending, because they're linking us to the retailers they work with, the debit cards and credit cards they the This they, was the Clover this is the consumer Clover. platform that you this built. This is the Clover, okay. yes.
1: And, and, then, and then now you're taking that and really more so helping track all the other media spend or brands to see if it pulled through. We're,
2: we're tying the media to the outcome. And that is in a world where cookies don't exist yeah. and transactions are happening offline more and more. Remember, e-commerce is never going to be the whole... Holy Grail. I think a lot of marketers that are in d companies are realizing,
1: oh, oh shit, we need to have physical retail space. I now. talk about this all the time. Yeah, and, and they have like the, the smart ones, like Nile and others, are like started quickly getting retail to go along with the D2C brand they build. So absolutely. They're-
2: they're building a 180,000 square foot waste store just miles from my home in Chicago, yeah. Illinois, and I was I I like did a head swivel yeah. when I saw that they were doing that. So yes, so retailing is omni-channel. It's not just e-commerce. That's a misnomer that we heard in the early 2000s in the dot-com boom that it was all e- online. Everything was moving online. Not true. Amazon's a great example of that. Not everything they do it, now. It's very much online, but it's they still have made a considerable investment to putting stores in certain locations for Amazon Go and obviously Whole Foods, etc. but it's not just all online. And when you when you're not an only online retailer or seller, where are you going to get this data? Like this like that like McDonald's or Raising Cane needs to know did somebody see an ad and did they purchase at a store? There's no CRM at a at a fast food chain. There usually is not, though I would argue you should, but that data is really scarce. It's hard to come by. Yeah. And you need to be able to stitch those two things together to be able to Say, are what we doing? Is it effective or is it not?
1: All right, last last one. Give me three. Give us three surprising consumer insights you've seen the last six months, sixty days, thirty days, year. I
2: thought that there. Well. From an economy perspective, the consumer is surprisingly very resilient right now. So obviously wages are not growing as fast as inflation, but the consumers are still spending at a similar pace than than they were right around when we had the pandemic, which was like we were spending at a a rapid rate that hasn't slowed down materially to a point where there is any flashing red lights right now, maybe a flashing yellow light at best. Best. Great. I love that's, that. That's one insight. Number two is consumers are more or less shopping at multiple retailers. They aren't necessarily loyal to one retailer for the same items they buy. Yes, the club stores get a lot of the staple goods yeah. and people don't shop across multiple club stores, but grocery is either regional and that they're loyal based on the fact that it's regional but like the big box retailers still have a really strong grip on consumers from getting some share of their wallet and i mean that was like the walmart's and the targets of the world yep and then the last thing home improvement has slowed down quite a bit that's the one area i saw that is a surprising stat that was roaring in 2022 that we're not seeing that much data in 2023
1: interesting people have already done their 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 fix their fix up they're stuck in their home and but they're still spending on other stuff
2: correct Correct. Oh, and and travel, experience spending... Could not be a bigger category right now. Wow. And I'll give you another one. Streaming, we're seeing a lot of consolidation. People shedding streaming services. Mm, yeah, that makes
1: sense. And Netflix stock is certainly showing that. All right, I, let's end on that. I mean, freaking give us some 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 gold, economy gold there. Maybe our investor friends are going to like hearing that information from you. So we're going to wrap it up there. Big thanks to Brian, CEO of Chain, for Attain, for joining us. If you want to connect with Brian, I visit his company website. It's attaindata.io. He's also on Twitter, Brian, M-A-N-D-E-L. B-A-U-M. That's it. Cool, brother.